As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's up? This is Brad Miller with BLT's All Your Bites, Licks, and Tastes of What's Up in the Culinary World. What do we got today? All right. First up, we have Bites, Culinary News. Restaurants are open at 25%. Yeah, this is cool because, uh, well, obviously it's cool because we're opening back up but this is like a sign for california at least it's a sign out here that uh we're moving towards the right direction <laughs> a lot of other places have been open or opening up um and it's cool for california to open because we're kind of the last frontier of people uh, of places opening um 25 was real cool we went to ruth chris last night and had dinner and it was super weird to sit inside and have and have dinner, honestly, in the order inside. And it was it just, I don't know, it, it's been so long, even though I, 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 you know, I have a restaurant and I'm at the restaurant every day, but to sit there in a restaurant again, uh, at least for Californians, it's weird. It was, uh, it was definitely kind of weird, but everybody's, uh, <coughs> pardon me, super happy to be back to work. And, you know, that we talked to the servers, I was talking to people and everyone's pumped. Everyone's pumped to be back to work because uh, this sucks. It sucked to be closed. And, um, you know, my restaurant's all outdoors anyway. So it's like, it, it, you know, we kind of were built for this. But um, it's just cool. It's just the right step. It's, it's a step in the right direction to where we want to be. So uh, really cool, really excited. And I'm hoping that a lot of restaurants that don't have outdoor seating can get open and uh, they can start making some money and uh, just try to get back to some sort of normalcy because it's so weird right now. Uh, so that's cool. Yeah. What else we got? Cool. Next up in Bites, uh, vaccinations have started for restaurant workers. Yeah. Um, I never thought we'd be considered uh, <laughs> uh, below healthcare workers, but hey, this is really cool that um, everybody's going to get vaccinated because we do work in close quarters. We're around each other. I mean, we all wear mask shields and <laughs> everything else, but when it comes down to it, it doesn't. Like, we are so around each other, like next to each other, bumping into each other. And so... <laughs> It's cool that everybody's getting vaccinated. I know some people are uh, anti-vax and there, there's probably good reason for it. There's probably not. I don't, I don't know. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a scientist. I looked into it as much as I possibly could to see if um, I saw any anything sticking out that was weird. That uh, I don't know. I just kind of said the nanobots are in me. So <laughs> I don't. Yeah, they're in me and I'll get my second shot soon. They can activate 
the nano like what are they gonna like what are they who cares about me like what are they <laughs> what are they really gonna see or care about like that i'm doing i mean you're gonna watch me like cook and then stress out over cooking and then <laughs> do some stuff on tv and then stress out over more cooking stuff like it's not i don't have a fun it's not not that fun of a life so i don't really care you can watch me all day long <laughs> so uh yeah cool vaccinations everybody needs you know get them for on our side if you are um usually the you know people that are anti-vax i mean i don't know man you got it's kind of like everything's become like political, political. And now that if you, if you're a Republican, you're anti-vax, if you're, I don't know, like if you're a Dem, you want to get back say, Jesus, just if the medicine works and we can all get back to normal, then let's do it. Um, if they're trying to, you know, secretly kill us all. Well, I mean, we're, then we're all going to die. I mean, who, who, yeah, I don't think myself and or some other people are going to figure this out. I think that's up to the people that are really important. I'm not going to figure it out for sure. I'm just going to get back to like a, like a sheeple and just do it anyways. And then go back to cooking and grilling stuff like the moron that I am. All right. So next, cool. What do we got? All right. Next up, we have our licks, uh, social media and entertainment. So we've got the Minari movie and there's a lot of buzz about this. And I think you're, you're doing something with them. Yeah, I, this is not like self selfless promotion. I'm not like, <laughs> this is not, this is not paid for anything else. Uh, but I was asked a while back uh, by um, a friend, actually Ali Khan, who, who's on, uh, let's name drop, let's be cool and name drop, uh, who's like Spring Baking Championship. He had um, several shows on Food Network Cooking Channel. He hit me up. He's like, hey, you want to do something together with this movie? My boy, his mom's in it. So do you want to do some cool uh, content? So I was like, absolutely. And this was before it won a Golden Globe. And now it's got like literally like a, a virtual cornucopia of like, Oscars, Oscar noms spilling out of it. But what it is, it's about Minari is like a Jap, like, uh, excuse me, a Korean watercress. And, um, it's like, it's called like, uh, I think it's called like uh, Korean Parsi or something like that. I've never worked with it before, but I know you can get it at, uh, uh, some in K town. I called up a couple of buddies of mine and asked where I could get some of this stuff. And I'm going to, I'm going to be doing some content with that, but the movie was awesome. They sent us a 24, sent us a screener just to kind of get a feel for the movie so I could do some cool content with it for cooking. And uh, it's a, I mean, it's a tearjerker movie. I'm not going to give much away, but the, the one of the main characters, the grandma in it is uh, my buddy Newell's uh, uh, mother. So um, he's a good friend of mine. That's his mom. And he's also friends with the director. So uh, I, I was just sent this movie out of nowhere. And I just said, you know, if it's about, it's not about food. It's about a Korean family that, um, you know, is trying to start this uh, farm in America and all the kind of trials and tribulations you have to go through. Um, but the Minari kind of grows and there's some like, uh, you know, deep hidden meaning in the growing of the, I'm not want to give too much away, but it's a really good movie and I watched it. And I'm going to do some content with that. I've never worked with it before. And it's very rare that I have uh, something I've never worked with before. Uh, if you've worked with Minari before, uh, hit me up at chef Brad Miller and tell me what the hell's going on. Give me some cool recipes or just let's talk because I've never worked with it. I think it's a really cool ingredient and I'm super excited about it. So, um, yeah, and, I, and and they sent me that screener. You should go see that movie. It's like literally shameless plug. I'm not getting paid. I'm, even the content I'm doing, I'm not doing. I'm just doing it for free because it's a cool movie. And uh, my buddies were going to do it together. So go uh, go watch it because it, it was a complete tearjerker. Um, the woman sitting next to me um, fell asleep because she can't stay awake during anything, let alone a super gripping movie. So yeah, so, what, what, so go see it. What do we got next? Awesome, cool. Next in Licks, we've got Joe Rogan shouting out Sushi Bar ATX again. Yeah, so as we know, uh, being a podcast, Rogan is the god of podcast. Uh, anybody listening to this or myself even doing this podcast, uh, Rogan is um, 
he is there's an actual podfather you know from MTV I, I kind of forgot who it was but Rogan is the one who kind of I mean he's the god of it all um so there's a, there's a a little bit of he is the uh, the genesis of kind of all podcasting um so I'm sure everybody knows who Joe Rogan is but he shouted out my boy Philip Franklin Lee who's a, who's a buddy of mine and has um restaurants in Encino and uh during the pandemic Philip went to Philip and Margarita and the whole team went to uh, Austin and they opened up Sushi Bar ATX, which is like kind of like a, a speakeasy sushi bar, kind of hidden. Uh, I'm like omakase only, uh, only omakase is basically a tasty menu with the chefs. Basically, you trust the chef, you know, he's just going to cook for you. Um, omakase only, and just like not was knocking out of the park so much in uh, Austin that I Joe Rogan went and like loved it and loved it so much that he. Shouted him out on uh, Instagram, and he also like shouted him out again on a different podcast, like talking about the, how cool, you know, he's watching Jiro Dreams of Sushi and and how he didn't know anything about uh, sushi, and then he went to this bar. So he, you know, Sushi Bar ATX. So he shouted out Philip and Margarita and the whole team at Sushi Bar ATX. He he shouted them out twice, which is like huge because if Joe blesses you with a shout out, you're gonna blow up, and that's exactly what they did. I think Philip wrote or said like he had twenty thousand. I think I saw it on Chef's Roll, one of his things. See, they had over 20,000 people on the wait list, which is complete insanity. But I mean, <clears throat> by the way, Philip is a cool dude, <laughs> good guy. <laughs> He's been a friend of mine for a while, and he caught a lot of shit on uh, doing um, on on Top Chef for being a bad... He is the most... In- He's like... I, I'm older than him. I looked. I look up to him a little bit. I look to him for what's kind of what he's doing because he kind of likes to break the rules a little bit and invent some new of his own. And <clears throat> I really respect the guy a lot. Um, so much so that I remember he's something he said <laughs> when he's getting. Uh, I believe it was Besher Rodell kind of was giving him a hard time about when she reviewed his restaurant and was saying he's like an internet cook or like a cook that basically looks recipes up on the internet and then does them. And uh, she basically gave him a hard time. <laughs> and Philip. Like just clap back, and it was like I respect that so much because um, who cares? Like if the food's awesome and it's good, you don't need to go work at Robichon. I mean, you don't need to take the classic path. I'm one of these old school chefs who did work in Michelin restaurants and who does <laughs> have this pedigree. Uh, but I'm also, I believe, a little new school where I'm like, dude, if you make good food, if you just make great food and everything's delicious and you can make it look awesome and people want to purchase it and have value for what you're doing, I mean, then who cares? I don't believe in this old, it's just, it's jealousy is what it is. People do this because they're, they're jealous. And that's, that's what it is, man. It's all one love. I'm super proud of him and the whole team. Uh, and they're doing a great, great job. Um, so yeah, follow them on uh, Instagram. I mean, he always, he's always putting up cool stuff and, uh, showing what he's doing next. All right. What else we got? All right, cool. Next, we've got our taste. So questions from your Instagram DMs. Carly M wants to know, do you hate restaurant critics? Carly wants to know if I hate restaurant critics. Carly, you know the answer to that. Um, well, there's a, okay, listen. Uh, the cool thing about doing, like, I've done a lot of TV, I've done a lot of radio, I've done a lot of podcasts, and you always, my mind is trained from being on the Food Network and Cooking Channel to go automatically go towards, oh, you need restaurant critics, and you need people to kind of keep you at bay, and, you know, really kind of, yeah, yeah, you do. Uh, but... I, so I, I, what I'm saying is I have this, this thing in me that's like, I, I, I need to be honest and I like being honest. So here's the thing. And I am torn because when you get, when a restaurant critic gives you a good review, remember when Jonathan Gold would give you a review, your restaurant would tick up. Um, I mean, 
Irene Verbiria like gave me a, a, a glowing review, which kind of changed my career and the trajectory it went uh, when she reviewed my restaurant and um, also, you know, put me in for a James Beard Award. And I was like super stoked. And uh, by the way, I'm humble bragging right now. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't so even mean to. I'm just trying to like get this shit out, like about why. But uh, it's it's anybody who gets to go into a re- go into a restaurant and tell somebody else their food sucks. I think there's a special place in hell for you. Like, uh, and I'm not trying to, I'm a very positive person, but this kind of plays into, I think restaurant critics are often um, gonna, it's it's needed. I think the only person who I've ever seen do it really well is Jonathan Gold. If Jonathan yeah. Gold didn't like your restaurant, he didn't review it. Um, people that review your restaurant, like just to, just to you know, kind of, give their opinion and, you know, slander it or, not, or be honest. Honestly, if your restaurant sucks and they say it sucks and they put it out in a public space and on, you know, online in a paper, I just don't agree with that. I don't, life is hard enough as it is. And before people, you know, can crap on each other and, you know, and people don't, people really don't know how hard it is to be a chef and how, how much we already are all self-critical and, you know, there's a reason why if something sucks in the menu, maybe it's not the chef's fault. Maybe his owner made him put it on there because the owner loves it. And, the, you know, I've dealt with all this before. There's a million reasons why things are the way they are. And to just come in a couple times and then just destroy someone's business or honestly <clears throat> make it, you know, or you can elevate their business. It's either way. But anytime it's 50 50, there's a chance that you're going to take somebody down with your opinion. I'm not a fan of that. So, um, if they're so Carly, I absolutely didn't answer your question, but I, but I, I hope to God, I kind of give you a little taste of what I think about it and how it's, it's not an easy yes or no answer. Uh, in the short, do I think restaurant critics are, you know, do I hate them? No. Do I like them? No. You know, do I care about their opinion? Yes. If it's positive and no, if it's negative. So Carly, I hope that kind of answered your question. If not, uh, you can at me and say anything you want. All right, cool. Next, we've got Devin R. who wants to know how often you cook with ready-made products. Uh, that's a really good question because, <coughs> um, uh, not I mean, at the restaurant, nothing. Nothing is ready-made. Everything is made from scratch. How often do I cook at home with ready-made products? A lot. I wouldn't say a lot, actually. I make a lot of stuff from scratch at home, but <laughs> honestly, I'm not going to make an eight-hour tomato sauce like I do at the restaurant when I'm just going to cook up some homemade pasta or whatever, or me and my lovely lady are going to have dinner. No, I'll just buy some, you know, some marinara or some tomato sauce. Or if we're, you know, want to just have a chill night and (laughs) we go to Trader Joe's and get those insane bao buns. What are they? It's the dim sum. Philly bao buns. Oh, there's like Philly bao buns, which is super disrespectful and sacrilegious, (laughs) but it's so good. It's like, literally being an American fat person. Like, mm-hmm. like I'm, I can say that cause I'm overweight. So, so uh, you know what I mean? Like I'm like, so like Philly cheesesteak, but in a bow bun cause bows are soft. It's like, it's so insanely good and you can microwave them. You can do all this cool stuff to them. But like, I actually bought, um, the, uh, the baskets, like you can steam it. And I did it like the proper way. I literally was like trying to put a silk hat in a pig, <laughs> but it, they were awesome. So I don't really care. So I cook, you know, it just depends. I mean, nothing's better than coming home from a long day of work and uh, throwing a tombstone pepperoni pizza in the oven and uh, dipping in a little bit of ranch and having a Diet Coke like a complete scumbag <laughs> that, yeah. that I am. That, you know, doing stuff like that. That's awesome. Now, on the other hand, 
I would say 95%, if this answers your question, 95% of the time I cook at home. It's, I'm caring about what I'm doing. I'm trying something out. I'm taking care of the product because I get a really, I get really good fish. I get really good meat. Uh, I get all this amazing vegetable. I mean, we're in California. I get the best vegetables you can get. So I'm always, you know, really working on something, but I would say in the sense, so I cook the ready-made products in restaurants, never, <laughs> ever, ever, um, besides cheese, because I cannot make cheese like Vermont, you know, like, <laughs> like, uh, uh, all the wonderful uh, places we get all of our cheese from all over the country in Vermont and California. <laughs> and uh, I, I just can't do it. You know, I'm not going to do that. So that's ready-made product at home. I, like I said, if it's, if it's a long day and I just haven't eaten anything and I just, I, I, I have this dichotomy between, I hate fast food. I don't, I don't like to support it. Uh, but I love fast food and I like to support it. So I know how to sit on a fence <laughs> and it's belly down with your mouth in the post. So that's, <laughs> that's how you do it. Uh, anyway, uh, we got any more questions? Yeah. Last question. Dylan C wants to know if you think people on Yelp will be as hard on restaurants as they open back up, or do you think it'll be business as usual? So I'm going to answer this question by, by first saying <laughs> restaurants inherently has there's a positivity to how great everything is and how restaurants, everybody's happy. And when you're eating there, it's great. Uh, but anybody's worked in restaurants, I can tell you something from the back of the house. It's a lot of work. It's super hard. It's, uh, you know, <laughs> nobody wants to see the sausage being made, which is, a rep, you know, an Upton Sinclair uh, reference to <laughs> the meatpacking. So you want to eat the meat, but you don't really want to see how it's made. <laughs> um, and the reason I'm prefacing with all this is because I am... Uh, I always want to be super positive. I want to stay super positive. <laughs> and um, so saying that, and that there's a reason I'm prefacing because you know I'm about to go, obviously yeah. I'm about to say some negative. <laughs> so obviously I'm going to go a little negative here. Uh, but there is, there is, okay, let's go, let's stay positive for a second and then we're going to go hard. There is a little bit of, hey, Jonathan Q um, was our waiter and, Three times he did this. Uh, okay, you know what's? Oh, he did. Okay, and then I see another review. Hey, Jonathan Q is our waiter, and he does like, oh, wow, two times. Uh, and then the third time, it's it, you know Jonathan Q is our waiter and he did the exact same thing. It's one of those things. If you tell me I'm a horse, I don't believe you. Uh, second time you tell me I'm a horse, I absolutely don't believe you. The third time you tell me I'm a horse, it's time for me to buy a saddle. <laughs> so that's kind of how I think about the the positive side of Yelp. It really can help. Now, let me tell you what <laughs> what really happens is um, it's become like an outlet for people to just be negative. And I mean, we go, we have everything from people that said, I couldn't get a reservation on a booked up Saturday, one star review. We flag that in Yelp and Yelp doesn't take it down. I mean, it's insane. Um, and people don't know this. People don't, don't realize how much this affects a business and how much Every chef, anybody, any chef that says they like Yelp, and I'm, I will take this to, I will take any chef at me. I want you to at me if you say you like Yelp, because you're saying you like Yelp because a Yelp sponsors you, uh, <laughs> they're paying you, or b you have um, so many, st you know, whatever. But even I mean, I, my restaurant has amazing stars. Yelp is, yeah. I mean, we look, we're great. We have four, we had four and a half. I think we're at four and a half, four. Um, yeah, we're oh, great. I don't care. This goes back to the restaurant critic. Uh, question where I don't care. I don't want people being negative. I don't want, even if it's, I didn't have a restaurant, I'll never leave a five-star Yelp review. Uh, sorry, a, a negative Yelp review. And I don't leave Yelp reviews at all. But if I did, I'd only leave a five-star because I'm the kind of person that has a little old school mentality of if you don't like, if you don't like it, don't go back. Yeah. But to bash them and to take somebody's business down, you could, 
you could probably slap me in the face and directly spit in my food and then take off your mask and rub it in whatever salad I ordered and I could find a piece of a cook's mask in my salad during uh, coronavirus, I would be like, wow, that's in, that's insane. This is a hardcore, this place <laughs> is pretty hardcore much they don't give a shit. But I wouldn't write a, a bad Yelp review. Yeah. I would probably grab the manager and be like, hey, you guys are having a really good time back there, huh? And, uh, you know, say something. But then I, I you know, I'd still tip because I'm in the industry. I'd still tip 20 to 25% and I would never come back. And that's the way it is. So, uh, no, I do not think people on Yelp are going to be super easy on restaurants. I think people, you are who you are no matter what's going on in life. Um, if anything, this this pandemic just amplifies who you are. So if you go into a restaurant and you're kind of a, a, a garbage human being, you're going to be a garbage human being you're, no matter what. If you're a great person, you're happy, uh, you know, you just want to celebrate life and everything else and something negative happens, you'll probably still be a happy person, just not enjoy that experience. So... I don't think anybody's going to give us a break on uh, the Yelp reviews. If anything, people just aren't going to understand how much goes into what a re- what it takes for a restaurant to open and what it takes for a restaurant to you know function, especially during these super, super trying times. So um, I, I am completely against Yelp. Unless Yelp wants to sponsor this podcast, <laughs> then I will absolutely tell everybody how cool Yelp is. Um, no, I, actually, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't. I'm, I have integrity. I wouldn't yeah. do that. I like. I have to fantasize about something like that, but they could offer me. I don't care. I'm like I. That that's. I've gotten where I've gotten. I've done what I've done because of integrity, and I would tell Yelp, depending on the money, how much I don't agree with them, and I don't. You know, I don't think it's there. But um, like like I said, on the other hand, we have great Yelp reviews, so uh, whatever. But Yelp as a company should should go away. Uh, positive side. Hey, yeah. Yelp. Uh, you employ a lot of people. Keep it up. What else we got? Is that it? That's it. All right. Well, that's it for this week. Remember to hit me up on Instagram at Chef Brad Miller. That's at Chef Brad Miller with any questions you want answered. And uh, you can tune in to BLTs every single week. I'll be giving you what's going on in the culinary world with news, social media, entertainment, and questions from my Instagram DMs. And I'll answer anything you got. So uh, I'm going to be the one person that does say you should at me. So uh, everybody stay safe, have fun, and we'll see you next week. Bye. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.